Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Kosia. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with with Jonathan Allen from J. Allen Automotive. Uh, it is a dynamic time. I don't care what industry you're in. There are there are all these adjustments that have to be made, and certainly the automotive industry has been impacted by the pandemic and the chip shortage. But it is interesting to see how they're sort of making adjustments and uh, you know continuing to to move things forward. I was you know again surprised. They're a high volume dealer here in coastal Mississippi, so it takes a lot of new cars to come in to to keep them moving. And uh, he's made really good adjustments. And you know if we we could spend a whole segment talking about Jonathan's commitment to the community, um, but we wanted to really specifically talk today about the uh, changing automotive situation. Hey, you know, one of the things I talk about on Kosi a lot is redemption. <clears throat> it might be with judges that we have that conversation, or it could be with people who have incredible personal stories to tell. Uh, one of the things I did this morning is just go back and remind myself what some of the more famous people had to say about redemption. And uh, I just want to share a couple with you. One, one is from uh, Gandhi. He said this, that no human being is so bad as to be beyond redemption. Uh, there are so many incredible stories of people where people have given up on them for whatever reason, and they went on to prove them wrong, uh, and they did amazing things in their lives, and there's story after story after story of that. That's why I think we should always be focused on um, redeeming characteristics in everyone. Uh, this guy named Richard Van w- Wags Van Wazocker. I I have no idea how to pronounce that last name. Said something important, though. Seeking to forget makes exile all the longer. The secret of redemption lies in remembrance. And really is speaking to being honest with yourself and being honest with others around you. So you can be an example. I mean, first of all, you can't Go to where you're going if you don't know where you are now. I say that I, I say that about companies all the time, but it's true about yourself. You really can't begin to build bridges to your future if you're not incredibly honest about where you are today. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What are your challenges? And so on. And then one last one. Redemption is one in the light, but wrought in the darkness. And I don't know who said that, but I just thought it was really incredible, though, that this whole notion of redemption being one in the light of day, but the fact that you have to come to terms with the situation often is done sort of inside yourself, and it can be difficult. It takes time, and I could, you know, could go on about that. But but I've talked about it from so many different uh, uh, perspectives. Our next guest, Todd Trenchard, who's the executive director of the Baco McCarty Foundation, and I spent spent a whole show together about a year ago where we talked about his incredible story of addiction and loneliness and redemption. And uh, and Todd, first of all, welcome to the show. Welcome back to Coastview. Thanks for having me, Ricky. It's great to see you. Every year, you post a post. That is a way of reminding yourself and those around you that redemption not only is possible, but literally rising to a whole new level of human existence is possible. You are really focused on on becoming sort of a um, 
a an example for others not to give up not to, to for others to to seek redemption for others who are looking at people who are struggling to be more patient and to be more understanding because there were lots of opportunities for people to give up on you along the way you probably gave up on yourself at one point but you proved that you came to home of grace uh, in 1997 that you could rise above all of your challenges and uh, I mean it, as you look back on it now in your and your, and with all your success and the way you contributed back to the, com the community I bet you still are marvel at how how low you had gotten well and I think that was uh, pro part of the reason that I was able to get up I, I went literally to the bottom and gave up and uh, you know I turned to God and uh, you know I said if you're out there uh, you know, do something, and uh, something um, miraculous happened inside of me. And like you said, uh, I made a, I guess, decision at that moment in time that I was going to give my life uh, to try to make a difference. Uh, had no idea what that even meant when I made that made that decision because I had never lived on the other side. But uh, it, it's been a a long process. Uh, you have to search first set up the building blocks of a new life, a foundation. And I always say that time is one of the missing ingredients that a lot, a lot of people want it overnight. They want to change uh, a, a past. In my particular case, it was, you know, 20, 25 years of drinking and doing drugs. It's not going to happen overnight. And uh, uh, you have to take it uh, slowly. You have to know what your limits are, your parameters that you live within. And fortunately, I was able to set up a career where uh, I was able to give back, uh, which is one of the things that we talk about, certainly in Alcoholics Anonymous, that uh, you need to get into service. You need to get rid of the selfishness, the self-centeredness, and uh, found that perfect career where somebody uh, believed in me. Of course, that was uh, Merchants and Marine Bank, Royce Cumbus, uh, and they gave me a shot. Uh, and and with it, uh, you know, we developed the Baco McCarty Foundation. So I've had a career where I've been able to do exactly what. Uh, you need to do, which is get out of yourself, give back to others. And I, I had a very strong focus on uh, trying to reach those that suffered from alcohol and drug addiction. So after I stayed sober a few years, uh, I started that little post. I do it each year. And it's amazing how many people read that post each year, uh, get strength from that post. I, I've literally had dozens and dozens of calls over the last day and a half, uh, people thanking me for, you know, continuing uh, putting it out there. And uh, it's it's really, uh, we each have a calling. We each have a, uh, I guess, uh, some skeleton in our closet that can help somebody else. Uh, and you don't have to do it in, you know, such a public way like I do, but uh, I'm leaving here right after this show and we're gonna have the Home of Grace at Rotary. And I'll talk to the men that are in the program. Uh, Friday, I'll go out and do the charge at their graduation. Uh, I've stayed connected uh, from where my roots were. You can't forget for where you come from. And, uh, you know, as you know, Ricky, it's uh, it's almost surreal to see just how far this has come. Uh, beyond my wildest, wildest dreams. 
It's it's really incredible. You are quite an example. And by the way, for the YouTube and Facebook audience, uh, there's a Wi-Fi issue on uh, on Todd's side, so that's creating a little, little bit of a, a jerky message or a video. But for the for the radio audience, you don't see that. The the sound is fine. Um, but you know, Todd, I had Judge Mike Dickinson on recently. He's the youth court judge in Harrison County. And, uh, and I've previously had Judge Farr from Hancock County on. Both of them care deeply about their areas of responsibility. And what Mike Dickinson told me is that upwards to 90% of the uh, youth cases that he sees involves uh, parents where, you know, 90% now, with parents that are involved in drug or alcohol. So, you know, a, a lot of times, People's drug and alcohol addictions are a little bit below the, the surface. You know, they don't you don't see it in their everyday life as something they hide from others. But it, it's my hope that when you do that post, I know it's your hope too, that will touch somebody who really needs to get help. Maybe they won't have to go to forty, literally forty treatment centers, forty treatment centers that you had to go to to get to get saved. Hopefully they won't have to do that, but um, but if they have to go to forty treatment centers, what the point we want to make is, no one should give up on them. You know, th there's there's the opportunity for redemption, no matter what your situation is, and the fact that you'd been you had gotten so far into this, and that you come out of it as a shining example in our community, is a testament to others, and you feel that every day, don't you? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm when I'm talking, I'm talking to both those maybe that, uh, you know, like myself. Yeah, I certainly, if somebody were to come in and they were in recovery and they had a couple years sober, and they were doing the deal, I'd actually be more apt to hire them than I would somebody that didn't, because I know that they're they have a commitment and they're they're doing something with a positive focus. But I'm not just talking. Uh, you know, to employers or to people to give people a second chance. I'm talking to a lot of the people that are in recovery. If you fall, get up. If you fall, get up. I had a brother who committed suicide and he didn't get up. And that has always stuck with me because uh, I guess on the surface, my problems were a lot more severe than his. But uh, you know, that's the ultimate, I guess, choice, uh, you know, to, to not have to face whatever is reality. Uh, it didn't matter how far down I went and how hopeless I felt, I kept getting up. And like you said, on the 41st uh, attempt, something happened. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's very important uh, that families understand that, uh, you know, people do die of addiction, they do die of alcoholism. Uh, you can't just keep kicking somebody when they're down. Try to encourage them to get help. Yeah, well, your, your, your uh, example has certainly said that each year. And uh, you want to live by example. You put yourself under a lot of uh, stress to do that. And you, you really are glad you did. Anyway, this is Todd Trenchard for the Baco McCarty Foundation. We'll be back after this break. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with my friend Todd Trenchard. He's the executive director of the Baker McCarty Foundation. And, you know, Todd, I just want to, I want to just say thank you, actually. Uh, after the first segment we spent together, as you talked about how you came to grips with your demons in your life and the fact that you're willing to be uh, an, an example for others. And as we were saying during the break, during the pandemic, you know, the, the occurrence of drug and alcohol abuse has only gone up. And there are probably a lot of people who are listening to this who say, I, I really need to do something about this. I really need to, you know, come to grips with my own demons. And maybe, you know, maybe, hopefully, your uh, story of redemption and your, your willingness to put it out there every year will turn some folks. I, you probably already know that you have turned some folks just from your own personal example and by the conversations that you've had with people. Is that what you're finding? Well, I... Uh I own a three-quarter way house. I've had it for 18 years. Uh, it's in Gautier now. It was in Ocean Springs uh, called Trinity House. And uh, between my work there with Home of Grace, with now the estate up in Loosedale, some of the other treatment centers around uh, even the region, uh, going to a lot of meetings, you start seeing uh, more and more people that either have, they, I call it getting the squirrel cage. They just continually get try to get well, fall, try to get well, fall. Uh, but over time, uh, you develop a relationship with them and you start to see little lights go off. Uh, when does when does that uh, spark uh, meet the opportunity to start moving in another direction for each person is different, some never get it. Uh, but there's so many people out there, like you said, Rick, that don't even reach out for help. They just quietly exist behind the uh, the shadows of the curtains, uh, and it, it doesn't matter if you have money. If you don't, if you're a you know a doctor, lawyer, politician, or somebody that's working uh, as a janitor at night, this affects everyone. And I, I think we just need to have it more of a conversation piece where uh, you know I think. The secrecy uh, destroys more lives than than anything. But a lot of things have changed in the 25 years that I've been here on the coast. When I came here, you were sort of looked at a little differently. Today, those that reach out are looked at as, you know, hey, they're trying to do something with their life, and, and people don't have the same stigma. So that's good. It's starting to change. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, you're starting to see, I'm seeing a lot more familiar faces, you know, in meetings, the people that we know. Uh, I used to go to meetings and hold my head down and not want people to know who I was. And yeah, today, it's almost like we're we're on first day basis. In fact, that's a lot of those people I, I use for services in the community. <laughs> yeah. So, Todd, let's shift gears for a second. And by the way, thank you for being so willing to share your message of hope and it's so important especially this time of year um in the short time we have left give me kind of a sense of the state of affairs at the Baco mccarty foundation these days well we've just come off back to back the largest years we've ever had uh we raised more money uh over the last two years uh than we ever have in our uh 18 years I think this past year we raised 1.2 million. We gave out about 550,000. So that's the most monies we've ever given out. Uh, again, when you have a long-term standing reputation uh, in your community uh, of, you know, 
meeting the needs of youth and education. eventually people start stepping up and joining your thing we're, we're now coastwide we have a, a golf court uh, I guess sort of office and uh, outreach over there uh, of course being based in Pascagoula is always home and you know we've got a great town here something that we would have never been able to probably do anywhere else on the coast because uh, Pascagoula was uh, such a, a, a great community where everybody, you know, sort of worked together and communicated with each other. Uh, uh, but you're starting to see that uh, go over into the Gulfport market. They don't have something like this. And they're, you know, very interested. Uh, Butch Oslitz helping us sort of coordinate those efforts over there. But uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's certainly uh, something that anybody can do in any community. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, working at M&M Bank right when they were building the new bank obviously added a lot uh, to who we were able to meet uh, and things like that. That's where I met you and, uh, you know, met, you know, I guess John Lucas. When he ended up, you know, giving us all those monies with the IP. But, uh, you know, again, I think this is something that anybody can do in any community. Uh, we've got a great board of directors and uh, we're having our annual meeting tonight. Uh, it's almost like a celebration. Uh, you never thought that this would have possibly gotten to this size or this effectiveness uh, all those years ago. It is really incredible. It really is. And I, you know, I, I like to say of the Baker McCarty Foundation that it stood the test of time. Um, and, you know, there's so much more we could say, but as we're coming to the end of the segment together, Todd, I just want to thank you for your continued leadership, your board. As you mentioned, you've got a terrific board that is uh, a coastwide board, and they're very, very focused on uh, not only serving Jackson County, but also serving other areas of need, filling gaps and helping to play a role in the community to make it a better community. We can't have enough people doing this. Lots of thousands of points of light here in Coastal Mississippi. Baker McCarty is one of them. But anyway, thank you for your time, Todd. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate it. Uh, you bet. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.